Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this edition of For Your Game. One of our favorite, favorite swing instructors is back. If you're a loyal listener, you are very familiar with uh, my next guest, who is a teacher, an author, a speaker, but more importantly, she's LPGA Teaching Hall of Famer. LPGA Top 50 Best Teachers, Golf Digest 50 Best Women Teachers in America, oh my goodness, LPGA National Teacher of the Year, I could go on and on. She's one of our favorites and one of the best, best instructors I've ever worked with, Kay McMahon with Education Golf. Hi, Kay. Hi, Holly. You always make me smile. It's nice to be with you again, and nice to be talking about golf again. Absolutely. Well, I know you've uh, been up in uh, upstate New York for the summer and, uh, you know, giving many, many uh, of your workshops up there. You are the uh, creator of a program called Golf 8.5, which is uh, literally 8.5 simple steps to learn a classic golf swing or improve the one you've got because it certainly has worked for me. Share with my listeners real briefly about Golf 8.5. Certainly. Um, Well, we've been doing Golf 8.5 now for well over 20 years, and basically Golf 8.5 stands for there's only four things you do before the swing, which we call G-cap, and there's only four and a half things you do in the swing. And um, it boils it down to obviously those things add up to eight eight point five, uh, so that's how we branded it. But people continually come back and go, it is now so simple. So you made a very good point too. It's not just about learning the swing; it's actually about improving your swing. And um, again, people have gotten better faster, um, which is really kind of fun because. There's not so many of those 1,001 things that are floating around in their heads. We've really simple, made it simpler for people to understand and to be able to do that so that they're understanding their ball flight. So if something goes awry or they hit it out in the weeds, they're not having a total bed round. They can actually fix it on the golf course. So even at many of them, um, and it's, it's just fun to see people go, oh, it's so much simpler. It's fun. Yeah, it really is. And the way you go about it, We've talked about this before, but you have fast-tracked the learning curve uh, so that, you know, people do understand the how and why, which is which is so important. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, later in our in our podcast. But let's let's talk about specifically the short game and chipping, Kay, because my goodness, um, you know, now I see people that have four wedges in their bag. Uh, I don't know. Philly Nicholson there, you know, sometimes I think he would have five or six um, because, you know, he's just so gifted and so good around the around the greens. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about chipping and how you can improve your short game and lower your score. Well, the first point you bring up is, is about clubs, and I find that a lot of people really don't have the right wedges in their bag. Um, your your friend and my friend now too, um, uh, you put a sixty degree wedge in, in the per bag, and she's she actually won to remember guest I think it was, um, and I have I have a lot of men and women who basically you know the, our wedges used to be 
the only thing we had was a pitching wedge and a sand wedge. Right. And now you can, can get into your 52, 54, 58, or 60-degree wedges. And um, because the greens are faster, so the, at 60-degree wedge, the club selection can really make a big difference in somebody's game. Sure can. You know, especially down here in Florida, you know, you get a lot of those uh, little short uh, chips over bunkers, you know, out of the, the thick uh, St. Augustine grass down here. I know it was something I really had to adjust to. And just by, you know, putting an extra lob wedge in the bag where you can where you can swing full out, I think this is something in particular that a lot of uh, golfers don't understand. The reason of putting one of those clubs in your bag is the ability to just take your natural swing, swing full out, but you've got the loft that's going to do the work. You're absolutely right. Um, and it's going to make it go higher and not run as much. And um, But you really have to really, one of the things that, to pick your wedge or what you're going to use is you have to look at the lie of the golf ball. And oftentimes if you have a kind of a nice soft cushy lie, that 60 degree wedge will be okay. But if you have what we would call a tight lie, not very much grass underneath it, you then have to really change the ball position and the shaft angle a little bit more so the shaft angle is more forward. Now, what that does is it keeps the leading edge flush to the ground or uh, more flat to the ground and will then the leading edge will get under the ball and loft it. So when people are choosing clubs, they really need to look at the lie of a golf ball first. What about ball position? I know people often ask about that. You know, uh, back of the stance, towards the front foot. Break that down a little bit. Sure. You have to really understand uh, the design of a golf Let's say, we'll just take the wedges, where the handle is ahead of the club head. And what that does is the leading edge is now flush to the ground or flat on the ground. And so, or so, so is the sole. Now, if the handle ever gets behind the club head, then that brings the leading edge up. Your brain, which is smarter than you are, says, well, that increases the loft. But what the leading edge does, it comes up down and bounces and, and hits into the middle of the club or in the middle of the ball and skulls it across the green. Right. So when you talk about ball position, you really, when you, you step into it, into the ball to get set up, you want to make sure that your safest shot, which I call your go-to or your vanilla shot, would be one where the ball position would be slightly back of center and the hand position is uh, your, at your forward thigh. And so that puts your back wrist in what we would call extension or slightly bent. And then the trick here is to keep it bent as you swing, and especially in a chip shot. Very because important. Very important. It's called extension of the back wrist, so that when that wrist is that way. The problem is most people have put the wrist into what we call flexion, or they flip it, or they scoop it, or they say you're trying to help it. All of those terms are the same thing, meaning... In today's language, they talk about the shaft lean. So as you hit, you really want the, the shaft lean. I think it's even Phil that says, swing it back. It, it's a slight little hinge, and then hold. And you, you really want to keep that back wrist in extension. What about hitting in the short stuff, K around the fringe of the green? I know a lot of times it's hard to decide what to use. And, uh, and, you know, in many cases now, you see the pros pull out a, a hybrid. 
pulling out the hybrid um, because if you get too much bounce on a, on a wedge, then that's going to hit the ground first and come up and scull it. So with a hybrid, basically the, the sole is a lot flatter. It still gets a little bit of loft, so it'll still jump over that, but it makes it kind of more like a, a glorified putt, although the, the, the little bit of the loft that's on the hybrid just makes it jump up over the fringe. Many people also, um, as you and I have talked, will just take out the putter, and that becomes a safer shot because the club is not getting that high off the ground. But sometimes it's a little hard to judge the correct speed because it might get caught up in the fringe as it, as it gets on the green. So sometimes I tell people they need to go practice that a few times before you get out there to do that so you kind of get the idea of what might be happening. Where do you draw the line in terms of, you know, do you use the flat stick? How You know, a lot of times you judge, you know, all right, how much ground do you have to cover? How much, what's in the way? What are, you know, some of the... Uh, the blips and, and and bumps in the green or in the grass. So how do you decide uh, for those types of shots, whether you use a flat stick or you say a little bump with your 9 or 8 iron? What's your recommendation? Well, you, you're right. About the, if there's a lot of bumps in the grass between you and, and getting it on the green, then I would definitely use a lofted club of some sort to, to do a, a chip shot. Um, but you'll see them on TV oftentimes. They're pretty sometimes far, farther off the green than you think. But the pros are also playing off a pretty smooth grass. Surface. Surface yeah. all the time. It's almost like yeah. AstroTurf. Come on. Exactly. I mean, it, it's better than a fine haircut is what it is. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, it goes back to what's in between. Uh, most people would, would chip it, um, but they've been using them a little farther off the green. But I also know that um, I, I will talk about there's two distances that I think people really need to take a look at, take into consideration in making, and I'm going to talk about the plan, that you need to have a plan for your chip shot. The distance from the ball to the edge of the green, and then from the edge of the green to the hole. So you'll either have a lot of green to work with, medium green to work with, or very little green to work with. So that should determine the club you choose. This is a very general rule, is you want to pick a landing spot a third of the way from the edge of the green to the hole, and that's where you want to land it, and then you have to judge how much run you want to have. The landing spot becomes the most important thing. So I always tell people, have a plan. Now, it might be the wrong plan, but at least you have a plan, but then you're going to gain an experience of at least having a plan, saying, okay, I hit the ball solid, but my plan was the wrong one, or I had a good plan, and it actually worked out. So... I would say plan it because it will determine the club selection you have, and then it will also determine the length of your chip shot swing of where you want to land it and how much run you want to have. Any uh, particular drill that you can share, Kay, that you recommend? Well, I always think that if you're going to be practicing, that let's say you're just going to practice your chip shots, which are your scoring tools, is – Put like two or three tees out in, in kind of an area that you think you might want to land it that would be like two or three feet apart so that you've actually got, you're really starting to think of that as your target. And then see how many times you can hit it and see how much run you're going to get. You want to start to observe it um, so that you know what may be happening. And again, it'll really start to focus on now you've got a target. The other thing I tell people to do is um, when you're practicing, put down alignment sticks. So um, so they're parallel to where you want to go. 
hold your finish and see if the leading edge is still square when you finish as you after you after you've hit the ball because you would like your leading edge to still be square to that track that's on the ground great and that gives you a great visual and way to uh, to to check that correct because you want your shaft to actually be ahead your right wrist or your back wrist to be still an extension but if you find that the toe of the club has passed the heel you're likely then to have the ball run too much or you'll chunk it that's why people do these little chili dips is because the toe of the club is passing the heel on the leading edge that's the number one reason you chunk the ball people think they lift their head it's nothing to do with your head it has to do with the club head well that brings us to our next topic which is understanding your golf swing and how the club works Kay and this is uh, what is uh, you know so key and successful about your golf 8.5 workshops and I'm happy to announce to all my listeners heads up you're coming to Mission in here in beautiful Florida just outside Orlando and um, you've got some workshops coming up and what a great opportunity to spend some time with Kay McMahon Hall of Famer be down there um, just after Thanksgiving and they're listed on my website which is educationgolf.com but that's spelled with K-A-Y in the middle of it but we've got some just uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving uh, two more scheduled in December but we're also offering uh, private what I call custom designed um, golf schools that couples, twosomes, foursomes can come in and we d- design them around what you want to do, whether it's, it's all about uh, your golf swing, playing in the afternoon, and those are all listed on my site and they can do that. So it, we're trying to custom around uh, what we, we could call vacations. I'm another play in the word vacations. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I know too that you've got some special offers, uh, especially for any veteran tuning in with uh, Veterans Day around the corner. Right. We're offering then for the workshops that are coming up, veterans will get 40% off of our prices. But also what we want to offer is that anyone using Golf Insiders that's heard you or any of your clients will also get $100 off of any of our prices. So that's what we want to offer as our as our holiday gift to you. How's that sound? Did you say a Ben Franklin K. McMahon? 100 <laughs> Bucks. <laughs> that's right. Right. But we also, we do work with a lot of veterans, and that's uh, any veteran of any war. Um, we will offer 40% off right now, and all they have to do, if they even want to do a custom golf school, please give me a call, and we will we'll accommodate um, whatever you want to do. Well, that is absolutely fantastic, and uh, Kay, uh, you, uh, you give back in so many ways. And uh, you've um, made the game a lot simpler and understandable, and Golf 8.5 is the proof. So I highly recommend to my listeners, this is an opportunity uh, to build your own uh, custom workshop with Kay McMahon, something uh, unique that she's, that she's promoting now. And um, as well as you've just been doing so well with your online lessons, Kay, uh, I know um, several of my friends that have, have participated with you haven't even met you in person. So 
that's that's how good a teacher Kay McMahon is. Okay, once again, tell tell my listeners how they can connect with you and and look into these these uh, workshops coming up at uh, Mission Inn. Give yourself an early Christmas present. They can find me at the website is the best way to do that, which is um, Education Golf, but it's spelled E D U K A Y. T-I-O-N, golf.com, and the phone number's on there. They can call me. They can email me. So we've got all the information right there, and I look forward to seeing a lot more people show up in Florida for our great workshops. We have a lot of fun with it. Or Hanukkah present, or Kwanzaa, or New Year's. You know, we're a, we're a diversified show here, so we don't want to we don't want to exclude anybody when it comes to uh, participating and and playing this great game. Kay, as always, appreciate your time. The one, the only, Hall of Famer, Kay McMahon. Go visit her website, educationgolf.com, and she's coming to Florida. Don't miss out on this great opportunity. Kay, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Ali. As I always say, keep your head up and your scores will for sure come down.